In the holy name of Jesus, amen. You may be seated. God loves people. Sometimes we think of uh, God as being kind of aloof, distant from us. It's wonderful. Uh, When Jesus is here, he knows people and he has friends and he gets invited to a wedding even. Most of the time, you only invite people to your wedding who you actually like and want to be around. And that's Jesus. They invite him to the wedding. It's fantastic. God is not a solitary being. God is not some heavenly hermit who's trying to stay away from all of us. He is constantly poking and prodding and coming into this world, even though we have continually rejected him. We crucified him, told him that we didn't want anything to do with him, and we still couldn't get rid of him. He is raised from the dead, and he is with us more now than he was then, even. We have him now, today, in word and sacrament, all over the world. It's wonderful. You cannot get rid of him. He is here with us because that is how he wants to be. The world was created for God and for man to walk together. He is not isolated from us and we are not separated from him. Think about all the stories that Jesus tells that are uh, essentially about people coming home. People being invited to a feast, being brought back or into a feast. Well, why is that? Maybe it's because God actually wants you to come home and to be a part of this feast. But then, think about Jesus' life. Are there times of intense solitude for him? Yeah. Sometimes he goes to... Uh, sort of extreme lengths even to get away from people, just to have some time to himself, which we can all understand. But then, even on the night when he was betrayed, he's eating together with the 12 disciples. 12? Well, that is not a small gathering. Not at all. He loves being around his people. One of the most difficult things this past year for us is that we have not been able to be around people. It's been hard. You can see it in people's faces, especially if they've been especially isolated since March, 10 months. We are social creatures. Even the most anti-social loners among us still seek out groups of other antisocial loners. We have to be with other people. Why is that? Well, because we're the offspring of the Holy Trinity. God is not absent from our lives. And he doesn't just sit back and hope that we figure things out. But there's this important detail there that Jesus never does these things. He never does these miracles in order to wow the crowd or in order to show off. You can see this by how many people uh, see them initially. And he even tells people, well, don't tell anyone about this. And then um, when he is raised from the dead, 
it's not like he gathers around this huge crowd to see him burst forth from the tomb. No one even sees it. No one. Jesus is not going around pulling magic tricks trying to impress people. That is not what he came for. Hardly anyone even knows where the good wine came from at this wedding. They don't know. All they know is that the wine is good and that most of the time people serve the good stuff first and then the cheap stuff towards the end of the night, maybe when things are winding down a little bit and when people have had enough to drink. They didn't plan. And he still wanted the party to keep going. They didn't have enough wine, so he gave them more. Have there been times in your own life where you have planned poorly and you've run out and the Lord instead has filled you with something good? And then you don't know where it came from. All you know is that it was good. Story of my life. Poor planning and the Lord's providence. Right here. What is it that's holding the world together? Jesus Christ. He truly is. As we prayed in the collect of the day, the prayer today, he is the true governor of heaven and earth. He's running all of it. It's interesting, though, we don't recognize him most of the time. How often has our Lord Jesus Christ been depicted as a dour and harsh overlord instead? I think that Jesus is quite subject to being caricatured as either uh, a taskmaster or a clown. Um, and so Christian art is, is a difficult subject. Either Jesus is kind of frowning all the time, or uh, there's, a, there's a picture of Jesus where he's like playing soccer with a bunch of kids, but he's still wearing a robe and sandals as if that's the thing that makes him Jesus. Um, you know, it, it's... It's, it's, a, it's a tough spectrum, and Christian artists uh, have a, a tough job, and I am not one. Um, but how do you picture Jesus in your own mind? Is he angry with you? How do you picture Jesus? Would your Jesus go to a wedding and refill the wine so that the party would continue on through the night? And if not, why not? Why don't you think Jesus would do that? See, the Lord has created you for community because the Lord himself is community. It's a word that basically just means people who share with one another. And like it or not, we are all in this life together and you cannot go it alone. You will have periods of solitude, yes, but you will come back to us because you have to. You can't be alone. Now, I don't, I don't know if there's been any studies on this yet. There probably have been. But I do wonder what the statistics look like um, in regards to things like dating and marriage. Since last March, when everything got shut down, we're all supposed to just hide from each other. Um, because I think that the official rules 
the regulations or these suggestions or whatever we want to call them. Um, I think that we've basically been prohibited from meeting anyone new or spending any real amount of time with anyone. So, I don't know how you go about dating now. But I also, uh, I don't know if the kids these days even like really date anymore, if they just talk to each other on devices. I don't know. But eventually, even those long-distance relationships over the internet, uh, they're always oriented towards actually coming together. That's the goal. No one would be satisfied to get married to someone who lives on the other side of the world who they've never actually gotten to meet and hold hands with. But, from what I can tell, despite all the rules, despite telling everyone that they're supposed to stay uh, to themselves, I think we've actually gone on pretty good with this. We have decided, I think, that marriage is something that is worth dying for. It's kind of fun. Everything now is risky, and we all have to uh, accept some level of risk whenever we do anything. What are you willing to die for now? Groceries. Apparently. Thanksgiving. Christmas with your family. Hockey. Rioting. Demonstrating. Yes. And maybe we're willing to die for love. I think so. I mean, it's interesting. We've had two weddings here at Zion during the pandemic times. And the rules basically say that these things shouldn't happen. Those two people should stay very far apart. They should stay distant. But there are some things that are just too good. There are some things that are just too much a part of our humanity as God has created us. So the Lord's glory is first shown, first manifested among us there at a wedding in Cana. There he is. His glory is shown while he is celebrating marriage. And there were only a few who saw it there, though everyone did drink the good wine for sure. So that's what it's like now. Not everyone will see the Lord's glory in the fact that marriages continue to occur despite the risk. But marriage, it was always a risky proposition after all, wasn't it? I mean, who knows who that person you're marrying actually is in real life. But in some sense, it doesn't really matter who they were because they're no longer their own anymore. They were on their own. They were looking for something to complete them. Now, there are, of course, some who have the gift of celibacy who will be fine being single. They don't need marriage. And they will have an easier time in this life. I know some of those people, and they do report uh, that it it is a blessed uh, way to live. They have less to worry about. Do what they want all the time. For the rest of us, though, we find completion in marriage. 
man and woman living together in holy matrimony is even more than just part of being human. It is an image, a picture of Jesus Christ and his church. That's why it's worth fighting for. That is why it's worth dying for, even. It's an extraordinary thing. That's amazing. Anyone who's married knows this. Uh, It's made common simply by the fact that almost everyone does it. It's amazing. A man and a woman come together and then promise to stay together until they die. Huh. I remember bragging about this the week after our wedding. I tell people, I just got married. Check it out. This is my wife. Can you believe it? Well, yeah. I mean, of course, everyone could believe it. They're like, yeah, this is what people do. It's a weird thing, though, for you. You're like, wow, well, this is special. The Lord's glory is shown in every single marriage, though only some will see it. That's probably why we've denigrated this great gift and we've institutionalized nearly every other combination other than man and woman together. Well, the other combinations don't work. There's something, but it's not marriage. The Lord has chosen and given holy marriage, man and woman together to continue to do his work with him continuing to create this world. That is what marriage does. Man and woman together literally are given the gifts to create life, and this cannot be found anywhere else. That's amazing. Again, we think that it's kind of boring just because everyone has it. But there it is. We don't even really understand it. I think that we've known this since the beginning, too. But you got to have a man and a woman to make a baby. And science just continues to confirm this. Don't be surprised when the evidence that we continue to find supports the story that we have already known and believed and have been living this whole time. Look in there. Behold the glory of the Lord. Man and woman together. Christ and the church, his bride. He loves the church and you, just like that newlywed. Can you believe it? Look at her. And then there's growth from this love. Christ and the church begetting more children all the time, birthing them in holy baptism, rejoicing together here at the feast, speaking these words of love to one another constantly. Love and forgiveness. In the holy name of Jesus, amen.